On AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, as well as WCPT 820 Chicago's Progressive Talk. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Brand new to you content right here. Brand new shows. We do this over the holidays. It is fantastic stuff. Very popular. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday, no matter how you're celebrating it. I've got a heck of an hour for you right now. Our national pundit, Cliff Schechter, is kind enough to join us for the full hour to talk about where the heck the Republican Party has gone and what we can expect in 2024. Of course, Cliff Schechter, if you're not part of his Blue Amp YouTube channel. It is exceptional. Go to YouTube back, backslash C Schechter. We'll link to all that stuff with the show. You can just find it up on the social media pages, but find it Blue Amp on YouTube. Cliff, thank you very much, and thanks for joining us this holidays. My pleasure. And, you know, I'd like to wish everybody a happy holidays, too, unless, like Mike Johnson, you're taking your daughter to a purity ball. What? I, 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 you're creepy and weird and scary. And you're, you're, does he monitor his son's porn while he's at his daughter's? Am I, uh, his daughter. In any case, well, was is that the thing uh, from I'm the so, second Borat movie? Remember that I the mean, second Borat movie? Yes. Was, was that the thing? Is that what it, it was? was? Yes, oh my god! There are these. I mean, this is like again. I mean, it, it is a decent place to start because theocracy has so overtaken the Republican Party. Oh, yeah. But this is that creepy far right religious nuttery where everything is about sex. I mean, they all need a psychiatrist so badly. They are so obsessed with, there should be just one large, some psychiatrists should make a lot of money off of this. They are so obsessed with the sexuality of themselves, their children. I mean, monitoring his son's porn and like taking his daughter to a purity ball because, tell me this isn't creepy. Because the whole point of a purity ball is that your dad is the only man in your life because you won't give yourself to another man until you're married. Like, it is just it, – it makes my skin crawl. They have that and over at Oedipus Hall, which is so nice. You know, it's a lovely facility. <laughs> Oedipus Hall, yes. It's a lot of fun there at Oedipus Hall where everybody – they first they have a big party and then they all gouge their own eyes. Out. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's it's a blast. It's a, you, you, as a sedative, you drink first so the eyes don't hurt that much. Well, you know, let's get into Johnson here because I mean, isn't he just a kind of as you were talking about the theocracy? He's a product of the right, and they were delighted that no, they were able to basically get him under the radar enough. To that when there was this crisis of the speaker, hey, here's this just this guy from Louisiana. And the more you find out about the guy, the guy is this extreme religious nutbag. And the fact that the Republican Party themselves didn't do any kind of screening on this guy before they voted to put him in as speaker tells you a lot about where that party's at. Well, it, it does. And, and I, I would encourage you and other people because I think it has to. Yes, part of this is branding, but it's to, to, to use the word creepy whenever you refer to him, yeah. because that these these guys, these people, they are creepy. They're not normal people. They're not normal, well-adjusted adults. And they can claim this is whatever they want to claim it is. It is a cult, which is why they fit so easily into the cult of Donald Trump, because they've given themselves over to this weird, creepy, obsessive group of people who, who want to know every single thing you're doing in the privacy of your bedroom. I mean, it's, it's you know, but but this guy is worse, you know, if you could be worse than that. Yeah. Because he brings all the creepy, you know, stuff around sexuality that comes from this nutbag religious uh, beliefs. But then you add in that that really he doesn't follow anything Jesus actually said. 
He's, he wants to cut tax cuts, tax cuts for the rich. Obviously, all Republicans want to do that. But, but the other stuff, the anti-immigration stuff, because, you know, I don't remember anything about helping somebody on the highway who, who needed tr- who, who needed help that Jesus spoke about at all. Right. Like there's nothing about that. Uh, and and he, so he's an anti-immigrant, not whatever. He wants to criminalize abortion and put women in prison, if not execute them for it. Outlaw mm-hmm. gay relationships i mean he he like everything about him is awful and then we find out on top of that two things one he was one of the main plotters of the insurrection yep. again just like jesus would do two he has no bank account just like jesus that, would do. that's anybody, weird it, it, it's see that's the thing it should be weird but with everything we know that about clarence thomas that came out now and the newest reporting that Thomas was thinking about quitting the court because he wasn't making enough money, 175000 a year or whatever, for his luscious lifestyle. And that's when the Harlan Crow gifts started. They decided they'd help this guy live like a billionaire so he'd stay on the court and keep delivering these nutty right-wing votes. Well, when you once you understand that he was owned by Harlan Crow, once you understand that Brett Kavanaugh, we still had no explanation where his debts were paid off. Like, you know, this is, should be the biggest scandal ever. This guy doesn't have a bank account. How does he, he have a house? Yeah. How does he have an apartment? How does he pay for anything? Somebody's paying for it. Somebody owns themselves oh. a speaker. It's 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 a uh, it's a uh, you know him and the justices. Oh, they're all paid for. By the way, just one quick thing I want to put aside. I'm I'm a Christian. Used to be a Catholic. I'm a Christian here. Cliff's spot on. The Republicans do not have the Gospel of Matthew in their Bibles because that's very clear. Direct orders from Jesus. By the way, first six letters of Christian. Um, you know that that is the direct orders there. None of them have that. They'll tell you about Timothy or Genesis or Exodus or Leviticus, and they'll 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 focus on that. And they don't want to Paul's letters which is to hilarious. the Romans. They go back to the to the Jewish ones, yes. which are the more fire and brimstone ones. But but but. Yes, I know. Look, I went to an Episcopalian school for 10 years uh, growing up in New York. It was healthy. It was moderate religion. As you're saying, you're a Christian. It was people that went on Sundays to meditate a little bit about their relationship with a higher power and think about what they had done that week mm-hmm. and try to improve themselves. So anybody thinks I'm attacking Christianity, I think religion and moderation is a great thing. When it gets to that point of where it is a cult and you have these obsessive black and white beliefs and obsessed with sexuality and, and, and all of that, that's where all of the corruption comes in. And frankly, again, Jesus said a lot of stuff about he hung out with lepers and he had a lot to say about helping the poor and he had a lot to say about the good Samaritan. He had nothing to say about abortion. It no. doesn't appear in there. Nothing nope. to say about gay relationships. It nope. doesn't appear in there. Not he once. also had long hair and brown skin, so you all can deal with that, too out there all all of you white supremacists but you know I, again like this is the stuff this that, that just gets you you know um and and they're trying this is this mon- ultra minority of weirdos of creepy people are trying to make the rest of us follow their strange I'm, I'm sorry i have sons so it doesn't matter but before you get me to take my daughter to a purity ball i'd find the nearest cliff like the nearest me to jump off of I'm sorry. It's, it's well, sick and creepy and weird and obsessive and gross. And their and their whole goal is they're not Christians. They just want to use Christianity as a weapon. And that yep. is and you know and and that's that's what upsets me about a, a, being a Christian. This is a religion based on love, caring, compassion, welcoming. The to, to, when you walk out there and say we have to basically abuse people with this, that's you're you're destroying a lot of things. Have we? By the way, I mean, have we, have we, can I quote quickly sure, though? Sure. I know you want to say something. I don't want you to forget. But if I have time, can I quote because this is a man from your state, Al Franken. Yes, who once said, it, he's like, 
I believe if you were, were to, to cut out all the parts in the New Testament where Jesus talks about the poor and about helping the poor, you'd have a space in there just big enough to fit Rush Limbaugh's Oxycot collection. <laughs> and you know what? Rush Limbaugh's dead, and I don't even care, because mostly I have respect for people once they're gone. Not that guy. Couldn't care less. He was pure evil. And that's Al Franken. He gets credit for that, not me. Do we know anything more about uh, Speaker Johnson's adopted son, who's basically like eight years younger than him? Any idea? See, that's the other thing is there's so much creepiness here. We forget about some of it. <laughs> yeah. Like I would forgotten about that with the no bank account and the purity bar yes. and the porn monitoring and all the and the, all the other stuff. Like eight year old black son, and and the fact that he's black actually is relevant here because he doesn't show up in any family pictures. Yeah. Why? Why does the black son? Why does everybody else show up in the family pictures but not the black son? And why is he eight years younger than him? I mean, you just know that this is going to end up being a Ted Haggard situation. Well, you know, or, or, right? the, or something the, like that. I actually had some people from the South say, in some of these gated white communities in the South, they'll adopt a black person who will work for them, and so they've adopted someone, and they're kind of trying to keep the old tradition alive. By sure, we give oh. them food and apartments, and oh, by the so way, they take care of all the cl- proper, basically, basically someone to do all the yard work and this. And, and they said, I don't know if that's the case, but that is something that is somewhat common in some of these gated white communities in the South is adopted, you know, uh, black children that that basically never show up in any family pictures, but are you know basically part of that that household just because they're the they're they're officially the unpaid cleaning crew. And this, to me, is why you know we mention. Donald Trump, obviously, George W. Bush, James Buchanan, Andrew Johnson, a whole bunch of people among the worst presidents in U.S. history. And in Ohio, and I'm sad to say, Rutherford B. Hayes yeah. never gets his due because that corrupt bargain he made to get them to give him, of course, the electoral votes of Florida and that disputed 1876 election. And his agreement was if the South did that, he would end Reconstruction. We've never I mean, that Southern culture of that of the patriarch patriarchic, if that's a word, racist, you know, sexist, you know, religious discrimination, all that stuff, that culture needed to be blown to smithereens and restarted when we won the, the Civil War. And, and Ulysses S. Grant was in the process of doing that. And, and then we handed it over to this guy and we stopped and let them go back to all of their old, sick, racist creep. And not this is not everybody in the South. There's a lot of the New South in places like Atlanta, whatever, that have yeah. great people. But you know, I'm talking about these gated communities, these types of rural areas, those types of places is what I'm talking about that, that have a culture that's out of 1860. Where they're trying to romanticize the past. No, Beaufort, South Carolina is magnificent. You should go. It's absolutely spectacular. And yeah. and, and the mentality is great there. But it, it, it's kind of, yeah, it's it, here. And here's one of the problems. And we'll, we'll talk more about this as we go. But here's one of the problems is they don't want to shy away from that. But that is not something that's going to appeal to anyone outside of their core base. And you know, it creates a huge problem for the Republicans, especially in the House, when it comes to next year. Oh, an enormous one. Look, the Republicans are where the Democrats were in the 60s and 70s. The difference is, is that, I'll give us credit, we were ahead of the populace, right? The people on the left were too far ahead. So people in the middle tended to often, not on civil rights and some things, they came along, but often sided with the right. It's now, you know, the exact opposite. You've got these people that want to go back to the, not the 20th century, the 19th century, like Mike Johnson, although that might not even be far enough back for him. 
I'm sure he would draw and quarter people for not believing in Jesus, his Jesus, yes. supply side, his version, Jesus, yeah. not the actual yeah. one. Um, but you know, that's, but basically that's, that's where they want to go. And so they're, you're right. They have to keep that base happy, but they are so out of step because I promise you, and I've seen enough polling and know enough people who even call themselves Republicans who find this purity ball stuff and this porn monitoring, it's creepy as I do. And if we don't make those issues, we're failing. Well, all that stuff, all the stuff about them, because it's tied into the rest of their mentality because it's theocracy. And that's what they don't like democracy. They don't like their their daughter having a choice about her own body. They don't like their son making his own decisions. It's the same for the rest of us. Cliff Schechter is joining us for the full hour. Stand by more with Cliff right here. It is the Matt McNeil show. It's the Matt McNeil Show, brand new to you show here during the holidays. Cliff Schechter joining us for the full hour. And Cliff, this is, as you talk about, we talk about the Christianity and this weird extreme right Christianity that's permeating the Republican Party. There is this militant element of it. Um, The Colorado Supreme Court uh, ruled that Donald Trump shouldn't be on the ballot. All of a sudden, right. I was reading how many death threats. There, people are calling up are dumb enough to call up a Supreme Court justice in a state and send a death threat there. Numerous ones. It's permeated they, down so they much. They not block caller ID? I, <laughs> I hope so. Would. In Minnesota, we designed a new state flag because the old flag was kind of garbage. And we designed a new state flag. And I've, I've heard from people who are on that commission that they and this was a multi you know bipartisan far right far left everyone was on this committee and they're getting death threats from these rightos who are like why are you against you know tradition that sort of thing yep. this there is this there is this weird dichotomy that's with the Republican Party where it's this I love Jesus but we're going to kill all of you and and that and, and it really is it's beginning more and more obnoxious and obvious and I think barreling towards an inevitable conclusion here. Well, God, I hope not. Uh, if your conclusion is what I think it is, but yeah. the, the problem is, 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 um, we, again, you know, and I won't go into. We've talked about this now for uh, a segment. Is that their Jesus is not Jesus? They don't really love Jesus. Jesus is a symbol. The way Donald Trump is a symbol. The way they can take it. You know, when you hear them start claiming they, they their thing the last sort of ten, fifteen years is to try to claim that Martin Luther King, if they're alive today, would be a Republican. Yeah. They claim John Kennedy would be. Any kind of charismatic figure they try to adopt as their own and turn into somebody that's a right wing lunatic like them, mostly because they're all such such ber- losers bereft of personality, you know, and, and charisma. I mean, you know, Reagan had it and he may be one of the few la- last. And don't get me wrong. I would argue his presidency was terrible, but he genuinely seemed like a happy guy. The more recent ones are all angry and, and you know, you know, they just want to they want to hurt people. You know, the, the old the, the phrase that's become popular, the cruelty is the point. They feel better by, you know, the, the old Lyndon Bain, John, Baines Johnson line, which is as long as you can get the lowest white man to feel like he's above the highest black man, you could win his vote. I mean, it's not just white and black. That's part of it. But it's everything. It's, you know, they they are scared, you know, as, as about the fact that we are eventually becoming a majority minority country and that they're they're losing the, their power, which they never earned. They won by force. And they never earned by the, the, the their ideas. They made sure people didn't vote who realized that they were a bunch of cranks and didn't know what the hell they were talking about. 
And, you know, somebody put up, I, I can't remember what it was the other day, just to give you an idea, I mean, of, of this and how the Electoral College and the failures of our media and the right-wing propaganda system just screws all, all of this up. You know, I think I, I feel like this is since Nixon, but it could be since, you know, I may be getting the timeline wrong. Do you know that we have created in this country 49 million jobs? Do you know how many of those were created under Democratic presidents? I'm going to let you guess, Matt. 40, 49 million? I'm going to guess at least 44. A little bit higher. A little bit higher? 47? There you go. Oh, wow. Absolutely. When wow. you count the net negatives under Bush and under under Trump and all that, 47 million of the net positive jobs have been created. I mean, how we don't make this argument, how the media doesn't talk about this, because their economic plan, as George H.W. Bush once called it, is voodoo. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't follow any economic principle. It doesn't work. And the problem is that's all of their policies. Those are their social policies, too. People are having having sex underage. Don't try to teach them not to do it and it's what's right and wrong, but then give them birth control if they're going to do it. Just deny it to them, and I'm sure they'll ignore their urges and everything will be okay. That's all, I mean, how it's always worked, yeah. <laughs> right. Everything about their, their belief system is stupid and, and is sort of a pre-science, you know, not pre-progressive, pre-progressive era, hell, almost pre-enlightenment where they, they don't seem to you know, be able to incorporate mm-hmm. their conservatism into anything about modern society. It's all just roll it back. Well, and, and let's piggyback on that because you're right. For 50 years, some of these parts of this country have voted conservative, and they have never delivered for them. Not once. Not their lives aren't better. Their lives are worse. They have been had consistent Republican representation for decades, and their yeah. lives still stink. I think I mean, we need to think like they're, they're the worst. I mean, you rank on any social indicator, infant mortality, divorce. I mean, you can go through wages, all, all wages, the, unemployment, all yeah, across the board. Right. Exactly. They're, they're, we now have for the first time a dichotomy um, based on both party and region of by like that, that, that where if, if you're more democratic and you live in a more democratic area, your lifespan is continuing to go up and Republicans, it's going down. Mm-hmm. It literally can be measured by the kind of state you live in, by the kind of region you live in at this point. I mean, you know, they're saying to all of their people, those damn liberals, you want to get them back? Here's what you do. You smoke a pack of cigarettes while shooting off an M16 while, while going and breathing in your, your neighbor's COVID purposely as, as close to their face, lick their doorknob if they've got COVID. And then you know, what you do is you sit there and you eat eight racks of ribs. But after that, have 14 pints of ice cream, diabetes and COVID and gun deaths. And you know, none of this stuff exists. I mean, they're telling their people to do this. <laughs> Stay in the coal mines. Black lung's awesome. You know, and, and, and what do you, I mean, that's what's going on. We see it because the Appalachian part, uh, which is a slice of Ohio, I mean, the life expectancy is, pl- is plummeting. They're, they're following all of this garbage. And, and can we piggyback on what you said earlier? Is that whole thing is that if you can convince, you know, the, the, that, that the person that is long, you know, they have to take away something from someone else, that their life never has to be better. They just have to perceive they're better than their perceived enemies. And, right. and, and when well, you they're getting it, them back, right? Yeah. They're getting us back by filling their lungs with smoke. You liberal, you're not going to lecture me on this being bad for me. I'm going to go smack and smoke myself with four packs. Well, good. You're going to die now. I mean, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. How are you harming me? It, well, and they, and they just, it, it's this, and I think the problem is, is that you, you, when you look at these, especially rural areas, the only media they're getting 
is Newsmax and OAN, and Fox News is considered the liberals. And I think that when you factor all that in, this is a this is this is failure. A, Go ahead. No, it's Go just ahead. such a recipe. It's such such a recipe for brainwashing that that's how you get a large portion of your population that you can basically mistreat as badly as you do, and they still loyally vote for you. I mean, I feel like look, we have a lot of online publications that lean left or are left, Huffington Post that reach a lot of people, like the right does. To me, the biggest failures where they have such an advantage over us are. One, Fox News, which is counted as a real news station. There's nothing but a propaganda outlet. Two, the fact that Sinclair has been able to buy up so many yeah. local news stations and insert their propaganda that way. And three, again, very specifically, we don't have people like you in every market. We have people like them. We, we so have we 20 have their, people like them versus one of me in this market well, alone. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's one of you every because I know I go on a couple of, of progressive, you know, Rick Smith, you know, and a few people's progressive radio shows. And like you can count the number of progressive, you know, talk talkers out there on like two hands. And, you know, we we've allowed and again, this is such, to me, this is such a failure of people with resources on the left. And I just don't get how they don't understand this. Yeah. The, the local areas are news deserts at this point. Newspapers have failed. The only information because they can't, you know, we should start nonprofit newspapers. But that's a project, too. But another one is, why do we not have a talker on in every one of these markets? Somebody like you, or just you know, why do we not have have? Why are we not have a company that's buying local news stations? Like I just I don't understand. We only have an hour, dude. I could go for hours. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. Come on back. Let's talk about the Nazi issue with Trump when we return. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Which Nazi issue with Trump? I got a strong Broadcasting on WCPT 820 Chicago's Progressive Talk and the Mothership AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Brand new to you content. That's right. Brand new interview. You haven't heard this. It's our little gift for you over the holidays. Happy holidays no matter where you're at. Cliff Schechter joining us for the full hour. Cliff, um, it uh, 30 years ago, if yeah. anyone in the Republican Party would have started evoking Hitler and Hitler talking points, the Republican Party would have grabbed them by the nape of the neck, thrown them out in the street and said, you're not welcome here. Now, their front runner is basically almost reading verbatim from Mein Kampf. He is, yes. and not only are they yes, not... he is. The, it, the blood stuff is verbatim. And the, and the vermin, too, yeah. He, he's, not only are they not calling him for to remove himself from the party, but they're... they're belligerently trying to find some way that they can ignore this and while not condemning it because they know that there is a substantial part of the party at this point because of Cheney and, and uh, Rove welcoming in the extremist far right back under W's administration that, that they basically know that if they upset them, they don't have a chance because they need the racist, the Nazi, they need that vote. And Trump delivers it for them. That is, this is a really bad sign of where this party is at right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's sadly, you know, it, it was all predictable. I don't feel like I can come up with anything new on this. It's been moving in that direction steadily for a while now. I always like to to point to um, it back in 2010 when they had that Tea Party wave which essentially meant a wave of new racists that were worse than the ones before who weren't as bad as the new wave of racists that came in in 2016 uh, with Trump 
how they had this that one race in Delaware to me that said everything where they had the, the candidate who had to go on TV and say, I'm not a witch. Um, and that was and, funny though. That was an all timer. That was an all timer. It was. It really was. She was running against what a lot of people didn't know. She was running against Mike Castle, who had been this longtime moderate leader of the Republican Party, governor, uh, congressman, and was running for that Senate seat. And a lot of people didn't know he had led the fight on stem cell research, on things like uh, an assault weapons ban. And he was uh, a direct descendant of Ben Franklin. I don't think you could have it lined up any more perfect. Mike Castle versus this crazy person. And they chose the crazy person in the primary. They'd already been doing that in certain places like Alabama and Utah and far right places. But once they started doing that in Delaware in more moderate states, too, you kind of had a hint as to where this was going. And we had people talking about Second Amendment solutions back in 2010, 2012. But this stuff would get news because everybody would be like, I can't believe they just said that. And the, you made the biggest point of all. This happened, you know, would you say 20 or 30 years 30 ago? Year, yeah, we, had 30. Ex- we had an example of that, which is some of it not as even as directly as Trump, but Pat Buchanan echoed some of that rhetoric at the 1992 Republican convention. And he was all but thrown out of the party. They had to sort of keep him around to keep his people to try to so that George H.W. Bush could try to win. But from then on, they they purposely pushed him away and his ilk because they, they, they were like, this guy's a Nazi. And but in the end, as often happens, like when Goldwater lost, but he really won because his wing took over the party. Pat Buchanan lost that election, but but his wing had already infiltrated the party. Two years later, you had a guy who is a completely bereft of principles at all, Newt Gingrich, which I think that was the beginning of the end when he took over the House. We, we, that was the first of many clownish figures that have been leaders. Before then, you had Bob Michael, this moderate from Illinois running, you know, the Republic. I mean, in other words, b- before that period of time, there were always Jesse Helmses and mm-hmm. B1 Bob Dornans and crazy people like that. But but the vast majority of Republicans were people whose policies, I would say, were wrong and often stupid. Uh, but they were but they were people that believed in the Constitution, you know, and and were at least trying to, to you know, collaborate in government. After that, everything, you know, that was that first as they're impeaching Joe Biden now for nothing. They impeached Bill Clinton for nothing when they made sure to manipulate him into a situation to ask him about a sexual affair, which obviously was horrible and, and I'm not going to defend, but the, ask him questions under oath that were asked of no other president and got him into a position where they could impeach him because they couldn't beat him at the polls. Because the truth of the matter is, is for 30 years now, it's grown worse and worse, but they believe less and less in democracy and more and more. And we must protect our, our white conservative majority. And if we can't, when at the polls will do what it takes. And that's the ultimate end of that is January 6th. And now the violence we're seeing inspired by Trump because of the vermin rhetoric and the blood rhetoric. And I was glad to see Jake Tapper on CNN call it straight out, make the mm-hmm. comparison to and show Mein Kampf next to it. That needs to be done. We have no expectations of Fox. But every news station needs to be doing this kind of stuff constantly so people understand exactly what's going on here. There seems to be an element of Trump right now, which is the, the the quarterback that loses the last game of his high school career. And he realized he was close, but he just high school only, hero, college yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just 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 a worthless piece of anyway. But he, he, he was at the point where he was about to win. He could have won. He could have done this. 
and then it just fell apart. And I have zero doubt he was in the Secret Service vehicle trying to turn the vehicle around to go back to the to the Capitol to try to basically lead the I think there's the so many things we don't know exactly. that are even worse than what we do know that yeah. he was probably trying to do. Yeah. So you, you get this thing. I think that this is his natural state is that he is – He's crawling deeper into that hole that, you know, yes. he, he, he applauds when people attack his enemies. He applauds when people are threatening his enemies. And it's and I have zero doubt he, if he loses again in 2024 that he's cultivating this army up because if, you know, he's the jilted ex-boyfriend. If you're not going to love me the way I want you to, you know, I want you to love me, well, I'm going to force you to love me. And Correct. I think that that's why you're seeing this real deep dive into Nazi racism, bigotry. He really is going horrible here. Yeah. Two things. One, it's funny. You said natural state. You made me think so much of, sorry to be a nerd for a second, but like reading political philosophy in Hobbes, <laughs> because the way Hobbes described the natural state of humans, brutish, short, cruel, you know, yeah. the way Trump is literally the embodiment of Hobbes' description of, of the worst of humans. That's first of all. Second of all, um, you, you know, when you're talking about that, I agree, but, but they've made, they've created this politics that, it, that, again, we talked about the LBJ quote earlier and others. It is so much based on resentment and so much based on I'm going to hurt myself to hurt you. I'm going to screw my country because it's going to upset the libs. And I'm going to, and they're playing to this part of our lizard brain that sadly never went away. I mean, it, this is caveman stuff and they're convincing enough people. And the problem is, and I've said this before, that there's a third in any country. Sadly, you saw it with Le Pen. I'm thinking of, of the original Le Pen way back when they won up to like 35% of the vote there at some point. I'm thinking of, you know, other leaders, Hitler got a third of the vote and then he got, you know, thrust in and whatever. They don't get more that there's a natural inclination, it feels like, in democracies for these fascists to be able to, or authoritarians to attract about a third to 37 percent or so. The problem is, is that we have so many holes in our system with the Electoral College and the way our Senate is set up and gerrymandering that and most worst of all, their propaganda network and failure of our media is they get that other 15 percent. And, you know, with small parties, one percent, Trump really needs only about 47 percent to have a shot at winning maybe 46%, they're able to get that extra 13 or 14% that hate Trump because they're so efficient at exploiting those loopholes and also making it, using their propaganda network to make you think that Joe Biden is every bit as bad. So Hunter Biden this and Hunter Biden that, even though he was never in government, while well, Ivanka was in government collecting all of her patents from China and everything like that. And so they, they turned, and I've had a conversation with a conservative friend of mine, and I just was shocked because he was so anti-Trump and so whatever, but then started on the Hunter Biden stuff. And I was like, dude, he wasn't in government. There's no there there. You, there's no there's there, no there. And if you want to talk to me about him using his dad's name, um, gee, I don't know. I've got some names for you. Megan McCain, Billy Carter, Roger Clinton, Neil Bush, George W. Bush. The entire I mean, Trump it, he, family the, that, who probably put right, their he, Trump he, he, name he, on everything. Every member of the Trump family ever. Like, I mean, this is you can argue whether it's right or wrong, but it happens in Hollywood. It happens People use their connections and their family names to make money. It's just the way it works. Is it fair? No, it let works. Me, let me bring up something you just kind of touched on there, and that is, okay, so you've been seeing these polls that are coming out here. Now, once again, polling is broken because Generation Z yeah. doesn't talk on polls, and they're not about to take a poll on they, Facebook. They're just not. They don't, they, they don't answer their cell phones. Exactly. And, yeah, just, it's, it's so you, you really have a hard time gauging anyone 35 and younger anymore on polls. So when I see these polls that are coming out there saying Trump is leading Generation Z by 20 points. Now, I've got three Generation Zers. 
you've got generations ears. They can't stand the guy. This idea of yep. they, they are much more open. They like women's rights, minority rights. They're LGBTQIA plus supportive. They've got all these things. This is not – I can understand people might be upset with Biden. And I mean we can talk about what's going on in the Middle East and that's brought up some you know frustrations on both sides. But at the same time, there's a big difference between saying I'm upset with Joe Biden and I'm supporting Donald Trump because Correct. I'm not buying any of these polls that are saying that he's doing this well because – Frankly, this is the reason why they want to raise the voting age is because Generation Z is so toxic to them. Right. If, if there were a slightly higher population, and again, I don't even look at most of these polls because they're garbage. I've looked at the first few and the internals were exactly like you said. Yeah. And, you know, they had they had Trump gaining 30 or 40 points among minority voters. I mean, just it just laugh. No, no, stop. no, you know, um, they're going to get to eventually gonna be like Trump's going to win California. Um, so. So I don't even but you're right. If, if these polls were showing a softening of support among Gen Z and that some Gen Zers were saying, I'm not voting for either because of the Middle East. And I don't you know, we don't need to get into all of that. But I would argue it's because there's a lot that they've been propagandized. There's a lot out there that has made it that Israel is the sole aggressor here. And whatever way, wherever you come down on Israel and the Palestinians, I'm sorry, if you don't understand that Hamas is a big part of the equation, and what they did on October 7th was barbaric and, and why some Jews would react the way they did. You're not paying attention closely. So but they, these Russia is doing it again. Russia supports Iran and Hamas and they're doing it online. They're pushing this stuff on TikTok. So could I see a softening of support among Gen Z? And I'm not even saying this is most Gen Zers, just some. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they wouldn't be voting for Trump. They're not switching to Trump and being like, no. that's my guy. Exactly. Like that is saying I will deport every Muslim and you know all and, and that kind of stuff. So so that's how you know when, when anything that shows them that Gen Z switching to Trump is garbage. Well, and you don't take it seriously. Well, there's not a single woman I know after the overturning of Roe v. Wade that's in that age right. bracket that wants anything to do with Trump. And, and, you know, okay, so, you know, and going back to the Middle East, say you support Palestine. And by the way, they, they, there's a lot of people that want you to forget Hamas is in there. It's Israel, Palestinians, and Hamas. And Hamas are the evil guys, and they don't want you to acknowledge that. And you can have concern for the Palestinians. Absolutely. I do. But, right. but, and, I, absolutely. And, 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 but Donald Trump is saying, and the Republicans have said, let's kill them all. So if you're upset about Biden policy, how in the hell are you report, supporting Republican policy? I'm not sure and I don't want to say I know for sure, but it's the kind of thing he would say. I don't remember if it was Tom Cotton, but one of those folks. One of the Southern guys, actually, yeah. One of the Southern guys said it. He actually floated nuking Gaza. Yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, first of all, you're a genius because the, the, the dust doesn't travel in the air. So all the other countries in the area will be just fine. They <laughs> one planned that. But B, you know, uh, Obviously, a hurricane, you say? It, Nuke of the hurricane. Okay, good right. idea. <laughs> and then afterwards, they could draw a little, be like, it was over here. It's in Alabama little, over this way. Let me get the map up here. <laughs> but obviously, wanting to commit not what these folks are saying that, that sorry, is garbage, but actual genocide against Gazans is sick. And wanting mm. to, to, to launch, drop a nuclear bomb anywhere where there are civilians is sick. And I'm sorry, these are the kinds of things <clears throat> that they are saying on the right. So the, 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 this shouldn't be a hard choice. And even if you're, people are emotional about it, again, this is where polls right now, there's some people mad right now. I think as you get closer to the election, you're like, oh, you're Gen Z. And you're like, oh, we just forgave some more of my student loans. Even after the Supreme Court fought, he found another way to do it. 
you know, he's, oh, you know, there's more jobs available. There's more security available. There's more health care available. He's got guns off the street and made it less likely. You know, we still haven't done nearly enough. I've got a bipartisan bill that at least made my school a little safer. I think some of these things, you know, will, will, will be pretty obvious who the choice is here. But these polls are garbage. And, and yeah. I mean, again, a year out, if polls a year out determined anything, Ronald Reagan wouldn't have won a second term. Barack Obama wouldn't have won a second term. Bill Clinton wouldn't have won a first term. He was in third place yeah. behind Perot and George H.W. Bush in, in, like, in February. Like in like, it was, it was, well, it was well, up, up, to, up to the convention. That's right. He that's passed, right. He gave a great convention speech. It was up to like July. Yeah. I mean, so this doesn't mean anything. Well, and I think one last thing here. If you support Israel and you're upset with Biden, here's one thing I'll say is let's go back to the beginning of this discussion in this segment. Nazis. Nazis. They're cosplaying Nazis. Nazis, for God's sakes. All right, let's come back. Let's look at 2024, the candidates we have out there. Cliff Schechter joining us for the full hour. It's brand new to you show on The Matt McNeil Show. It's the Matt McNeil Show, brand new to you content over the holidays. Cliff Schechter joining us. So, Cliff, the big question is we got to look at 2024. Um, you know, it's I mean, there's a we, we got this thing dangling overhead, whether or not the Supreme Court will rule with Colorado. And if he, if they do, Trump probably will not be the nominee for the Republicans. I mean, that's going to be a real big hurdle for him to go, come across. Um, not saying that they won't try. I mean, it could end up being in a situation where he only runs in certain states, but I, I think that would be a nightmare for the Republicans. Where do you think? I mean, you, oh, go ahead. I was saying, so you're saying you don't believe, trust Vivek Ramaswamy's genius plan to, for all of them to take their names off the Colorado ballot in solidarity? Bon voyage. I, I, think, it, I think I'd like to, to talk to Vivek, who's from this town, by the way. Cincinnati. When, uh, I could I could get into went predictably to this right wing Catholic school, and I don't even want to get into all of it. But um, I'd like to talk to him and just be like, "Hey, if you want to really be in solidarity, you'd also go for Ohio, Florida, uh, and Arizona. You should all take your names off those ballots too. I think that would be the way to really show Trump you support him." Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, if this lasts, though, I, I can't see the Supreme Court allowing this. Even if Roberts allows it, those other five, I can't see the U.S. Supreme Court allowing this to happen, even though if you actually follow our Constitution, he he fits the definition to a T. And so do, by the way, at least a dozen House members. You know, you have to ask where the Marjorie Taylor Greens, who they let her stay on in Georgia. And I mean, how much more obvious does it get than, than the meetings she was attending with Trump, the videos she released that day encouraging people, Jim Jordan here in Ohio. Ted Cruz in Texas, we could go on and on. In any case, um, so I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, but, if it, you know, they might make the argument if it were just Colorado to keep them because they're not going to win Colorado anyhow, no. right? Um, it would be great because fewer people turn out on their side and we're, we're like this close to knocking out Lauren Boebert. We only lost by 400 votes there. I think we've got a great shot in her district of knocking her out this time anyhow. And so... If they wanted to go with that, that'd be great, because I think that would gift us another house seat, too, and get rid of a crazy person. Or at least, you know, she could spend more time at Beetlejuice waxing well, on it, waxing Who off. doesn't love a good but, musical, you know, huh? I mean, in, the, in the karate kid sense, I mean, she, she practices, uh, you know, the karate kid. That's how, um, you, that's how you land a muskie. I mean, I'm just going to let you know, that's how you land a muskie. You catch into hook onto one, you got to grab it, man, and drag it into the boat. That's right. <laughs> 
Um, so in, in all seriousness, you're right. It may hurt them. Look, Nikki Hamley has, has gotten closer in New Hampshire. Yeah, and let's, um, let's talk about Nikki really quick because, I mean, if, if Trump isn't there, it's not going to be Vivek. And it's, and it's not going to be Chris Christie, who is probably the only true moderate left in there. So it would be – and he's, and he's, and he's really. garbage. Let's, and, and, let's, he's, let's, and he's kind of garbage. Let's make sure yeah. to say he's a conservative. He's a nasty – as nasty as Donald Trump is. He, he got people stuck on a bridge because he didn't get an endorsement. You know, he's playing the right role right now because he, he's found the place to be. And I'm glad he's doing it. I'm glad he's saying the things he's saying. But I just want to – don't want to call him a moderate. Um, Nikki Haley but, then would probably be the likely choice if, if it yes. was. I mean, but she's not who, you know, she's not some middle of the road kind of person. She has said she would support, again, What what is this election, one of the big things it's going to be about? It's going to be about abortion rights. She has said that after six weeks, she will ban abortion. Wait, you know, she's way ahead in polls against Biden right now. People don't know a lot about her. Wait till that gets out there, she, that she'd sign a six-week abortion ban. She's also uh, opposed any gun safety legislation, blah, 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 you know, all sorts of other things that upset people. Climate change doesn't want to do anything. And then has said she would pardon Trump and she has shown sympathy with January 6th. And, and what's the other big issue people are voting on? Democracy. So right away, her numbers will come way down. And But the other, the other danger she has, again, even if it's, as we know, Donald Trump often right now, if he would shut the hell up, his, his cases He'd be in much better shape in all of his legal cases if he could shut up for a second. Clearly, he can't shut himself up. He doesn't have that ability. And what does that mean here? Well, his best uh, plan would be to help Nikki Haley win, and Nikki Haley would then pardon him, which Mm -hmm. she said she would do. Uh, And then he's okay. The problem is, of course, and she couldn't pardon him from the state court in Georgia. That's important to say. But she pardoned all the federal stuff. The, the, but the important thing is, is Donald Trump can't think rationally because he's not a rational human being. He's an emotional little baby whose swing was just taken at recess and throws a fit for mommy and daddy. I mean, that's his constant state of being. So he, if Haley knocks him off, which is what she'll do if she wins the primary, she'll have made him a loser. His ego cannot accept that, his narcissism. And he's already threatened that he would keep his people home mm-hmm. if that were to happen. So I promise you, he will spend the campaign attacking Nikki Haley. Every time she slightly criticizes him or slightly doesn't take his side, he'll insult her. And you'd, you'd see a peeling off of it, 5 to 10% of MAGA folks. And that's all you'd need in Arizona. So, no, I don't, I don't, they've created Donald Trump. He's their Frankenstein, and they can't keep him on board. And that's why Nikki Haley, I think, would be in trouble. And he's already started going after her under, and as in, kind of in a racist tone, too. So that's that's there. And that'll uh, only get worse. Racist, yeah. sexist. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Biden, uh, once again, and we got the last two minutes here. Uh, Joe Biden, um, there's a lot of people that, hey, he might, I, I think he's been fantastic. I think he deserves another term. The reality is you have to tell people this. We already had this choice once again in 2016. There is a difference here. Joe Biden oh or God. Donald Trump, you'll only be an idiot to vote for Donald Trump because that will be the end of democracy itself. You don't even have to guess there's a difference based on policies. I mean, you, you just look. Yeah. I mean, the infrastructure bill, which bipartisan, the gun bill, the first gun safety legislation in a generation, the COVID bill that got a, got, grew our economy through the roof because it got shots in arms so people could go back to work. You know, the Inflation Reduction Act, the biggest investments in climate change ever to prevent it. I mean, the, the, we've been fighting for a generation. I fought these battles in Washington to get the power for Medicare bulk negotiation 
by Health and Human Services and the Medicare to lower the price of prescription drugs. He got it done when nobody else. I mean, the list goes a child tax credit, which took 30 percent of families out of poverty until they, of course, got rid of it, which he could reinstitute with the Democratic House. And if we held the Senate, I mean, it's not even a close call. The economy right now is arguably the best. It's been in 30, 40, 50 years. He's got the economic record of FDR. He's got the legislative record of LBJ uh, and a lot of the foreign policy smarts, uh, you know, uh, uh, of a Kennedy. I, I mean, I, I think in the history books, whatever happens here, Biden will be a top 10 U.S. president, even mm-hmm. if he only had one term. It's, it's that's he's, how good he's been. He has been spectacular. Cliff, we're going to have to finish it up there. Uh, it is always an absolute privilege to be able to chat with you. I love when I get to chat with you for an hour. Thank you, first of all, for joining us Me for this too, holiday man. show. It's always fantastic. Cliff Schechter is on YouTube, the Blue Amp YouTube channel. Go find it. It's youtube.com slash C. Schechter. I'll link to all that a little bit later on. Cliff, thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Chicago, thank you much. Talk to you My tomorrow. Pleasure. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Hour 2 is up next.